Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gehen jetzt in den Wasser los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we have a great show for you guys. It's the first show of the year, and I'm really, really excited. Um, Nintendo's already breaking records, apparently, in the news, as well as a proclaimed or an assumed January Direct coming up. We're going to be talking about that, as well as a few mystery titles showing up on Amazon. But before we get into all of that stuff, let me just quickly 
introduce the panel. Over here to my right, I'm joined with none other than Damon Hatfield. What's going on, Damon? What's up, everybody? Good to have you here. Good to be here. And right over here to my left, we have Brian Altano. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up? And what's going on, Max? Back to it slowly for the How's it going? <laughs> Just, um, Come back, Brian. Yeah, yeah. so we, we've got two regulars missing. Obviously, Pear is out. Damon's sitting in for him. And Zach is out as well. Um, thank you guys for joining us last minute. Really appreciate that. Um, but before we get into the show, I've been wondering, um, since I've been back for the last couple of days, what have you guys been doing on your break? What have you been playing on your breaks? Everyone's start? Yeah, everyone's looking over here. I've been playing a lot of the Champions Ballad DLC for Breath of the Wild. Oh, nice. Ah, yes. Yes. Nice, nice. totally got me back into the game because I beat Ganon back in like March of last year and then I I messed around a little bit with the first pack of DLC, but I, for the most part, I didn't revisit it for the rest of 2017. And it's really cool to get back into the game because there's so many more shrines that I didn't find, yep. rock seeds, places in the map that I didn't visit. So has have you guys gone through the whole DLC yet? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I uh, played the first bit of it and then got my ass handed to me. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm planning on going back. But I love Breath of the Wild because... Um, for the same, like, I really love Mario Odyssey, but I 100% of that game. And I see, like, people tweeting about it, yeah. and, like, they're still finding joy in it. And yeah. I found everything. So I, there's nothing for me to go back to. But you Zelda ate your still, dessert too fast. I know. I really, really, <laughs> I really did. Um, but Zelda still has so much stuff in it. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool to just pop that open and just have that wonder every time. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much you guys have looked into, like, what this DLC is. But, like, it's really meaty. It takes you all over the map. And it, I think they purposely sent you to places that maybe a lot of people hadn't visited. Mm-hmm. So, like, just by going to check out these uh, new quests, I'm like, oh, there's another shrine here that right. I never found. So right, yeah, right. That's been really cool, too. Yeah. Is it just kind of more the same? Is it just sort of, like, new shrines? And- well, it's new shrines, uh, and then there's, like, quests to find the shrines, and then you re- you refight all the bosses, basically. Yeah. And they're, like, harder versions of the bosses. There's yeah. some light yeah. story stuff. Like, they get into some new cutscenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a like, lot of the people... Like flashbacks to totally, what happens. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the people that went into this expecting like you know master mode or something like breath of yeah. the wild 2 or something the way like <laughs> yeah when you typed in uh zelda as your name yeah. in the original game you got a whole sequel that was yeah. rearranged um they're kind of disappointed they didn't really get a ton of like story backstory kind of stuff like that uh but what's there is cool it's just not you know well I think there's a lot there too. Right. I've been, yeah, there is. I've only beaten I've been playing it for a week now and I've only beaten two of the bosses. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really fun. I got through it like um the first week that it came out and I didn't collect all the side masks and all the yeah. other things but I went through the main part of the DLC. Yeah. And I will say that getting through that first part of it is really tough. Um but you're probably already through there. And then the uh, the other um shrines that you have to collect and then that final part of it. Um I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played it already, but um I think it's great. I really love that Nintendo was able to add even more content to the game mm-hmm. um it's, it's it wasn't big enough already right. it's a little weak that it's not as like directly story related it's sort of like a precursor to what happened sure. in breath of the wild but um i still really enjoyed it and i thought it was a great way to supposedly finish off all the content coming to the game so mm-hmm. yeah very cool what have you been playing brian uh well speaking of zelda i'm playing my second favorite zelda game on switch which is blossom tales nice. a game which like just like it's it sort of like doesn't even pretend that it's hiding the fact that it's just completely celebrating a link to the past. Like this is the ultimate video game nod to a link to the past that isn't actually a link between worlds or a sequel or anything like that. Like, so when (laughs) I first started playing this game, I was like, Oh, it's kind of, you know, old school final fantasy ish. And I'm like, Oh wait, no, like, uh, 
this is a link to the past. Oh, man. Floors fall apart. There's dungeons. Um, there is a boomerang and there are uh, like uh, spin attacks. And, uh, and the whole game stars a female, which is really cool because like every Zelda game I've ever played is just about Link. But these dungeons are really smart. They're really clever. They're all like themed around different environmental puzzles and, and bosses and stuff like that. There's shops. There's heart containers. There's This is Zelda. This is straight yeah. up 2D Zelda. So if you played Breath of the Wild and you're like, this game was kind of missing the dungeons, it was missing a lot of the stuff that like the charm that I love from the 2D games. Um, please check this game out. I will say that the uh, the icon for the game uh, is hideous. <laughs> it's bad. It, like it doesn't. It looks like some like generic like deviant art anime. They're game. definitely not trying to clickbait you. Yeah, yeah, like it's really it's the yeah. opposite of clickbait. Like it's it, like. Don't judge a book by its eShop cover, I guess. <laughs> Don't judge um, this game. But by the game, cover, the yeah. game rules. It's like fifteen bucks. It's totally awesome. I played it for like six hours straight in a cross country flight, and I'm still playing it now and trying to hundred percent it. So yeah, I love it. I love it too. But I feel like it's brutally hard sometimes. It gets a little difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and some of the bosses, like some of the sub bosses in the dungeons, um, are a lot easier for me to get mm-hmm. through, or harder. I'm sorry to get through than the actual bosses themselves. Yep. yep. So I don't know. I, I, but other than that, I love the game itself the game is really fun and it does a perfect job like giving a call back to games like links of the past and stuff like yeah that. it's really weird to sort of tread that and not be like oh we're totally ripping you off we're yeah. celebrating that is a very tough line to walk and i think they teeter over each side uh, here and there but it works it totally works so check it out are yeah. you finding the same sorts of items that you find in zelda that yes. give you access to yep straight up straight up nice yep what about you, Max? What are you um, up to this week? So I use the uh, I use the winter break as a good chance to kind of catch up on a lot of stuff on Switch I'd been uh, putting off. I finally beat Odyssey, which was wonderful. Nice. Um, I got to do that like totally cliche, like oh I'm going to have my niece play Odyssey, and I got to watch a five year old girl like power through like the whole first you know great. hat hat world or whatever. Um, and then I uh, I was like you know what I should really uh, confession I haven't finished Breath of the Wild. I keep going up against Thunderblight Ganon and <laughs> just getting incredibly frustrated, and then walking away, and then coming back and being like. Oh man, I forgot how to play this. Yeah, uh, mm. there's a high learning curve coming back to it. Yeah, yeah, and somebody ate all my stew, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I, don't have I gotta go cook and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I also I also play this game called Gorogoa, which I I love. It's on uh, it's on Steam and iOS too, and it's this wonderful, incredibly like totally hand drawn puzzle game. It's made by one dude. He spent seven years making it. Oh my god! And it's finally out, and he decided to drop it. A week before Christmas, when everyone is away, and it was on like the twenty first, no, right? It's, yeah. It was ridiculous, yeah. Um, but it's I think it's like fifteen bucks, and it's just beautiful. It's you can kind of play through it pretty quickly. It's not a very long game, but it's um, it's one of my favorite things in, in games. It feels like just a very uh, high concept pop up book. Uh, very like very trippy. You kind of um, you you have these different sort of images. It's always sort of like four tiles on the screen, and there are these beautiful like illustrated things. And occasionally they'll sort of animate, uh, but it'll be things where you. You tap on an item and it like zooms in and so it'll be like a picture on the background of a wall and suddenly you know the, the camera moves through that image and you're in the setting of the picture. It wow. gets like very, very psychedelic, very like wow. very kind of heady but it's – um once you kind of get the hang of it, it's it's really, really rewarding, really fun game. Uh, and yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Cool. Uh, and then yeah, like I, I said, I tried to New Year's Eve. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Thunderblight Ganon. <laughs> jump back in there, and I was like, I hate this guy. Uh, so I have the I have the the, the DLC, the season pass. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I'll go get. Tinkers you should just have someone yeah. have someone here just beat that guy for you. Pretend you did it. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then no just get back cool. into the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no one yeah. noticed. We do I it all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, I've been kind of chipping away at Doom. 
um, mm-hmm. which is just I love the novelty of being you know it's the most it's the most aggressively M-rated game in history really, uh, and the fact that I'm playing it on this like adorable like brightly colored you know children's <laughs> device is just like really fun for me. Uh, yeah, so. Awesome. What I've been on. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've been playing a ton of games myself. I've been playing a lot of Blossom Tales as well, but I've also been playing Brawl Out. Um, have you guys been playing Brawl Out? Yeah, too? I played a little bit more. It's uh, it's. I've never been able to get like a really great game going online. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always kind of choppy. But when I play single player, it's totally fun. And I know that's not what people are looking for. But, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the local multiplayer is incredibly fun on this game. I had a blast playing it over the break with my sister, girlfriend, oh, cool. and some friends too. Um, but yeah, the online it's a little shaky right now. But I do know that the developers are planning on releasing a patch very soon that's supposed to fix a lot of the frame stutters mm-hmm. and the online stuff. But um, if you're not aware about this game. Um, it's a little, I, as you can see, just by watching some of the footage, it looks a lot like the Smash Brothers series, um, and that's really a good thing because it's a, a ton of fun to play, especially if you're into platform fighters like this. Uh, like I said, it does have some online issues right now, but they are going to get fixed. One thing uh, that is different about the Brawlout series than the Smash Brothers series too is that they totally took out the block mechanic. Like, there's right. no way to block in this game. You just It's all about attacking, going full force, um, and then as you progress through the game, obviously, like, you can level up your characters. Uh, they don't get any stronger, but you can earn more characters. There's characters from other indie games, like Hyperlight Drifters in this, and yeah, so is cool. uh, the guy from Guacamelee. I don't know. Uh, I totally forget his Juan. name. Juan, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Um, but I've also been playing another little game called Stick Bold, a dodgeball story, which is, um, it's a cute little indie game um, uh, or a dodgeball adventure excuse deluxe. me deluxe <laughs> yes let's make sure to say that um it's fun it's cool it's oh, like wow. this, Look at it's this, like this little uh adventure slash dodgeball game so like the, the actual premise or the main <laughs> game hook of this game itself is to play dodgeball but it's level based so as you play like there's a story and you unlock more characters it opens up and if you're playing by yourself i'd say it's it's okay but it's totally a party game that you want to play with like four to six uh players so that actually just came out yesterday so if you're looking for a good party game to play on switch i definitely recommend you check this one out it's it's quite a lot of fun um but yeah so let's move straight into the main topics for today i'm really i was shocked when i saw this uh news story pop Mm -hmm. up because i was there for the launch of the playstation 2 like many of you were and i'm sure many of you out there as well um so it's pretty incredible to hear that the Nintendo Switch has outsold the PlayStation 2 first-year sales in Japan, uh, which is crazy. Now, they both came out in March, but obviously the Switch came out in 2017, and the PlayStation 2 came out in 2000, the year 2000. So, But they had the same re- uh, launch month. I kind of forgot about that, by the way, that yeah. they both launched in March. I, when the Switch launched in March, I thought that was such a novel thing for a console to do. Right. Um, you see that a lot with handhelds, like sort of like you know, a this sort of off off brand, off like target launch of where like it's supposed to be Christmas time and everyone's celebrating with throwing money yeah. in the air. Yeah. Um but I was really surprised to read about that about the PS2 and also the the Switch is outselling it because the PS2 was a DVD player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. It was a really it was an awesome video game console, but it was also It was my first DVD player. Yeah, it was most people's first DVD player. Like that was the sort of Trojan horse of the whole thing. Yeah. And the Switch has Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a browser. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, it's weird to think about this. Also, the fact that the Switch was, uh, that was worldwide, right? That was. 
Switch was yeah. worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas PS2 was just in Japan, so it's almost like a smaller sort of test bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, these are just you know Japanese numbers, but mm-hmm. like I wonder because of how you know the internet and social media works and kind of global hype, how much of uh, kind of the Switch being out in the wild you know, worldwide uh, kind of feeds back into into Japanese popularity. Right. Um, I think what's really crazy about having a handheld that's kind of released like that, you mentioned that uh, earlier in the year, is that you see somebody with like this device with neon controllers and you're like, what is that? Yeah. What What are you playing on the airplane or the train? Like, yeah. And it kind of almost is like, it's organic marketing, you know? Yeah. That's a really cool thing about it being portable, right? Like you bring it with you places and people sort of go, what is that? I was on a plane uh, over Christmas break and, you know, like I got on and everybody else is is getting on as well. And this guy just stopped and he was just like, dude, what's that? What is that thing? And I'm like, oh, it's Nintendo Switch. Your parents help you set it up. <laughs> and I had to like sort of like quickly mansplain like, oh, I'm playing ukulele on this thing. And yeah, it's a 3D action platforming game. And like, I don't, I don't know if the lizard and the, and the bat are dating or what's going on, but you can collect stuff and then learn moves. And he was like, all right, cool. I'm going to my seat. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Uh, maybe I sold you on a system. I have no idea. Like you couldn't really do that with a PS2. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Anecdotally, I had a bunch of flights over the holidays and I am seeing pe- other people playing the Switch yeah. now just on flights and stuff. It's really cool to see. Like, and I'm, people who aren't really people I would expect from like the target demographic of video gamers, Chris AKA, Teigen. yeah, Chris yeah. Teigen, <laughs> AKA like, you know, 18 to 35 year old males. Like you get a lot of people who I saw like a 70 year old Asian man. And I'm like, what is he playing? Like, I want to go bother you, but you know, it's really cool. It's yeah, really cool. Another thing that's kind of crazy about it is that when the PS2 came out, it was like you know, it was a kind of a clearer landscape for for consoles and everything. It was really like it was you know, Sony or Nintendo, like maybe maybe a Dreamcast, you know. Right. But uh, now it's like everyone's got tablets and phones, and it's like why would yeah. you why would you shell out for a dedicated gaming tablet when you could just you know get free iPad games or mm-hmm. whatever? And I was I was playing with um my my niece and niece and nephews and like. They were they were into it, but at the same time, the older ones were just glued to Minecraft on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I, I think it's funny that maybe the fact that this is like we've all kind of come full circle. Where we grew up playing Nintendo stuff, and then now it's like, oh, you got a little disposable income. You're in your 30s, like yeah. maybe you want to go buy a Nintendo handheld yeah. that you can also use on your TV. And I think it's interesting you bring that up because uh, there were a few years there where I think Apple was trying to get us to buy an iPad every year. They wanted everyone to buy an iPad every year. And then they realized people buy iPads not like they buy phones, but more like they buy MacBooks or computers in general, which is like every three or four, maybe five years, right? You know, they kind of space those things out. And I think we hit market saturation with a lot of tablets. Uh, Amazon sells Kindles like two for 40 bucks on, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and stuff like that. They just give them away. And we all had our fun with those things, and they're great for reading and comics and stuff like that. But they kind of suck for games, or at least they kind of suck for games that aren't like kind of like strategy there's, games. Yeah. Or there's, certain games right. just, they, there's certain games that they do suck for. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's where I think Nintendo can come in and go like, well, here's Breath of the Wild. Here's Mario Odyssey. Here are Here's Doom. Like first-person shooters, 3D platformers, action-adventure games are not really the games you want to play in a tablet. But just as that market is sort of oversaturated and dying down, uh, I think Nintendo came in at the perfect time to be like, here you go. Here's this thing. It's got buttons and sticks. Yeah. Go kill some goblins. <laughs> but they still have their feet in both cobs. I mean, yeah. like, because they, they have <laughs> things like Mario Run and they have yeah. you know, Animal Crossing and stuff, but they're still making those same franchise or they're bringing those franchises over to Switch at the same time. So. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that we have a dedicated handheld device like this, you know, that we can take with us on the go or we can just play it as a home console. I think it's an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's so cool, in fact, that obviously the rest of the 
world thinks so because it's beating the Wii um, sales or it's outselling the Wii um, in first year sales. So that makes the Nintendo Switch the fastest selling console in U.S. history, which is crazy. I mean, if you think about it, because I remember when the Wii launched and it was like impossible to get one, Mm -hmm. you know, like you you just could not find one for um, retail price, like in a legit place other than like Craigslist or something like that. So, um, you know, there there was that situation initially with the Switch with the first months after launch where it was like almost impossible to find one. But now like you can walk into a store and pretty much find yourself a Switch, right? Whereas I feel like it was still like a year, year and a half, um, maybe even two years until we saw like Wii's. For Wii's? Yeah, Yeah. it took a really long time. It's weird because... um, like Tickle Me Elmo is still the benchmark for like when stuff goes really big at, yeah. at the holiday season or when it's really hard to find something. I don't know why Nintendo's don't just replace that. Like why it's not just like, oh, you know, this is like this year's Nintendo Wii or this is like this year's Switch. We still talk about Tickle Me Elmo. It's not really a big thing. Um, the big success here is not com- really comparing it to Wii, which is tremendous, obviously, but comparing it to Wii U, which yeah, is what well. they just did. <laughs> And yeah. like, that's I don't, just mean. That's not. No, I mean, the Wii like, U doesn't need that. It's got well, enough baggage. <laughs> I, I I bought a Wii U. I really enjoyed. I it. I bought a Wii U. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I really enjoyed it. I I <laughs> I enjoyed it. I tried I, to. I enjoyed it when I could. When they yeah. let me. When they put games yeah. out for it, I enjoyed it. Um, coming off of the uh, non-success of that of that system to where we are now is, I think, really the big story because you know that was. That was a dark ages, and we had to hear things like Nintendo's going third party, and uh, what's Mario going to be like on Xbox? And luckily, we don't have to worry about that. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's amazing to have that really great selling system transition into a very poorly selling system, and then Dude, swing back around. I here. feel bad because I was one of those people that was saying Nintendo should just get out of the hardware yep. business and start making third party games for the other platforms. Yeah, I was so wrong. I want to admit that I was so so yeah. so so I, wrong about I that. I feel like I've been on a show. I've definitely been on a show at IGN saying you know very similar things. Yeah. So it happens. Well, they play the long con. You know, yeah. like you look at you look at their <laughs> track record. Years. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they've been doing this for way longer than we have, and I think they've got a certain amount of like patience and foresight. And yeah. I mean, the fact that they launched the Wii U and they're like, okay, maybe we'll take a hit here. But like that was that was a test bed. That was like a, effectively a prototype That's they were selling. Point, yeah. So yeah. maybe it was a loss. But I mean, same with like the first, you know, the first generation of of DS was like this terrifying like clamshell looking, not not clamshell thing. And then you know it gradually kind of got distilled and evolved into this like, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the the first DS was this like weird <laughs> angular layer cake. Oh yeah, oh my goodness, so ugly. It made this like popping noise when you open it. And <laughs> it doesn't. A, it doesn't look like a Nintendo device. No, like it's really it's really. It looks ugly. like a Tiger Gamecom or yeah. something like that. It looks like, like an old weird... fashioned donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like a really bad calculator. I don't know, a cruller. <laughs> <laughs> What's really surprising to me about these numbers is that the PlayStation 4 is far and away the you know the best-selling console of this generation. Yeah. I, I guess the Wii is, or the Switch has sold more in its first year or the first nine months than the PS4 did. I find that surprising, but I guess yeah. that's what they're saying. Or quicker, like what is? Well, that? at least it's the fastest-selling console in U.S. history. Mm. So, like, at least we can we can assume yeah. that that's just for this country, yeah. uh, the United States. But outside, um, I don't have those exact numbers right, in right, front right. of me, so it could be true that you know that yeah, is the case. Yeah. Europe is always like a weird wild card when it comes to this stuff. I know, like PS4 kills over there, and yeah. Nintendo stuff not as much. Like mm. we've had the UK editors on our shows here, and like they just didn't really grow up with that same drive-through Nintendo nostalgia. Mm. That, like, well, they didn't us, have the NES, yeah. So there's yeah. that. 
Which is weird. Miss out on that. Right? Like they all like eighties and nineties babies here at IGN like grew up with NES and Super NES and we have great nostalgia for them and in the UK they were just like, no, nah, we were just playing cricket. We had our ZX Spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they had a bunch of weird yeah. microcomputers. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you guys hear that story earlier this week reported by the Wall Street Journal about Nintendo delaying their 64 gigabyte Switch game cards for development until 2019? I did. So hmm. apparently um, those 64 gigabyte game cards were originally supposed to launch in the second half of 2018 uh, with part- for partner developers with Nintendo. But they've apparently been pushed back to 2019. Um, and this comes from people who um, are in direct knowledge or business discussions with Nintendo, right. I guess. So um, that's it's pretty interesting. I mean, the original or the Switch cartridges that we have right now can hold up to 32 gigabytes of memory, right. which is a pretty decent amount of space because we see a lot of, especially first-party Switch titles coming out that are like 14 gigabytes or 13 I have, gigabytes. I have no idea how they're pulling that kind of magic in Nintendo because you see yeah. third-party stuff that's like, it's like a 40-gig game and there's like it comes with the cart and then there's like spillover like if yeah. you wanted to download the multiplayer for doom like that's a digital download and like then it's eating into your sd card and then nintendo comes out and they're like breath of the wild seven gigs we don't know <laughs> how crazy. what <laughs> right it's, yeah they're saving or a lot of like room 13 or something like that saving a lot of room on like voice acting yeah yeah, yeah that's true that's one thing that's like, true L.A. Noir, for instance, like that, that game was 27 gigabytes, yep. you know, and that's a Rockstar game. So I don't know. I, f- I just feel like companies or developers like Rockstar who have big franchises like Grand Theft Auto, who have sort of hinted that maybe they'd like to bring something like Grand Theft Auto over, over to Switch, are just waiting for these cartridges to become available. Like they need bigger size cartridges for something like this. Yeah. I wonder if it doesn't come down to a, uh, how much it costs to produce them. Yeah, because I mean, be we see we see the the very quick kind of like decline in in prices of of, of media. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be like SD cards for like a two gigabyte one was like that was a that was a chunk of change, and now it's like you throw them away. You're like, who, who, what do you what is this for? Right, they used uh, to be like a hundred and twenty bucks for yeah. like a one gigabyte, and that's that's how that works. And putting you know for flash media, like that's I imagine like a year and a half is you know that's for the for you know half the half the size to to you know go down in price. That's like a that could be it. I don't know. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, like the price as technology advances and as those cards get cheaper, like, you know, they'll become more available. So I could see something like that, whereas like the manufacturer capabilities of whatever factory Nintendo was working with, just they weren't able to meet the timing and the demands. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter because they're still the fastest selling console at the, uh, right now. At so. the tail end of their sort of like, self-congratulatory video thing about like mm-hmm. we're the best selling this fastest selling this um there was a little like kind of footnote that was like and look for continued support from our new friends at ea bethesda <laughs> all the people they they 2k all the guys they never really worked with in yeah. a very long time um so that's good to know because bigger file sizes or cart sizes uh will inspire these developers to bring more games over mm-hmm. and if you're looking at something like la noir which is what'd you say 27 27 yeah. and it's a last gen game right uh then that's going to provide some hurdles for anybody trying to bring over anything fresh and new. Yeah. I'm, ama- I'm 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 kind of wondering to see like what Wolfenstein 2 looks like, you know? Cuz mm-hmm. Doom they managed to shrink down, it's still a pretty meaty game, but uh that said, I'm all digital, so I really want the micro SD card prices to start dropping. I right. want like a one terabyte one for a hundred bucks. <laughs> one like, terabyte. Yeah, like right. I think that's just, that's just <laughs> you're good, man. I Why? You got you shouldn't have that many games. Zelda's only like seven gigs, ever. man. You don't need that much space. <laughs> well, the highest one playing like available. Flower Child or whatever. You know? <laughs> Flower Child is a two hundred and fifty-six thousand gig game. <laughs> the best game ever. You, you know see what? any particles are on that child? 
You know, yeah. uh, speaking of uh, the Wii cartridges, I was on my flight uh, home recently, and I was playing Mario Kart, and I was going to switch to Zelda. So I popped out uh, Mario Kart, and I held it in my lips, and I put in Zelda, oh, and I no. took out Mario Kart, and I was like, <laughs> they really do taste bad. Remember that? Yep. They yep. totally taste bad. They don't Because they you treat them because they don't want kids putting them in their mouth. Yeah. Not even that like, was the, like temp- the temporary hold. It was like a story when it launched, and I totally forgot about it. They really do taste bad. Maybe that's it. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they're making new flavors. That's what the delay yeah, is. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's like those Harry Potter beans that are yeah. just awfully. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Earwax Bayonetta 3 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, 64 gig cards will all be buttered popcorn. Oh, good. Oh. Finally. <laughs> a delicious choking hazard. All 31 flavors of <laughs> Switch cards. Um, okay, so yeah, moving on from there, I'm sure that many of you probably have heard this news already because it's been all over the internet. I know I've been hearing a ton of stories. Now, apparently, there are a ton of rumors pointing towards a January 11th Nintendo Direct. And this all started from um, the website Reset Era, which is a website that was sort of birthed from the ruins of NeoGAF, mm-hmm. I guess. How, how long do we have to wait until Reset Era is around that we can just stop explaining what it is? <laughs> I like, don't what's know. The- <laughs> I just feel like it deserves an explanation every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we're definitely getting something. Obviously, it's, it's all speculation. Nothing is confirmed. Right. I feel like we're definitely going to hear something um, in January. As far as like a direct or something from Nintendo, and I'd like to hear what you guys think or what you would like to see out of Nintendo, out of a direct in January from Nintendo. Well, I'd like to see uh, you know some big first party games. Like, what yeah. are we going to be playing this year? Right. Like, last year was such an incredible year for Nintendo. Maybe it's best year ever. Hopefully, it uh, has a few more rounds left in the chamber <laughs> that it's saved for right. 2018. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that they're just like, well, that was it. I mean, enjoy. Yeah, it's Kirby it was and Yoshi. It fastest selling console, and we'll see <laughs> you all later. We're going to the <laughs> like, bar. That's it? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, no, I mean, nothing big. We know there's a Yoshi game coming. Yeah. Uh, an as yet untitled Yoshi game. They announced Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime 4, but that was just a logo at E3. Yeah. Who Bayonetta knows how near that is? Three is a... at three. There's a new Pokemon game for coming for Switch, but they had nothing to show for that last mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, I have no idea what's what, what are their big guns for 2018. I mean, yeah. we keep waiting for them to kind of update the whole the whole like firmware and, and home screen and everything yeah. and maybe be like hey here's a browser here's you know here's netflix here's all the kind of yeah. the basic stuff that they held off on that's i was sort of expecting that stuff to pop up you know in the fall but mm-hmm. it didn't. so i mean it's i'm not complaining I, I watch netflix on like everything else in my house i'm not really pushing for it but i'm sure there are people out there who are like oh hey like in a you know portable movie movie device yeah. and yeah it's it's a stupid little thing, but I mean the switch is so much about customization with the Joy Cons, um, and all of that is kind of missing in the OS. Whereas the 3DS had themes, uh, which were really cool because you could pop on to my Nintendo or jump on the eShop and spend a buck or two and get basically a reskin theme of, on your 3DS that played different noises or it was Zelda themed or whatever it was. We have nothing like that now. We have like. Uh, white or black (laughs) or inverted colors which is like that's it so i hope we get to see something like that um those are little things right little bells and Mm -hmm. whistles but in terms of games i want animal crossing that's the one that is the big one that is like the big thing that i think will sell a metric ton of switches this year it doesn't have the same power to sort of hardcore gamers like zelda and mario do but the average gamer buys a lot of animal crossing uh and the mobile game was fine i still Poke around with it here and there. I think all of Nintendo's mobile games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Animal Crossing, like the the pocket camera, was a was a great like that was a reminder for a lot of people. Yeah, that like, hey, this is fun. 
maybe it's not fun to bring clams to an elephant like you know twice a day but mm-hmm. like what if this were a bigger game you know mm-hmm. and then it's you know it reminds you of what that whole kind of dollhouse experience is like and I mean, it's perfectly suited for it because you take it on the go with you. Yeah, it felt like being in like a mall food court and someone's like, here, try this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, where's the other thing? Like, <laughs> Hopefully in a couple of months. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like Animal Crossing would make a lot of sense for Nintendo to put it out this year, especially because they just released Pocket Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, obviously it came out as a free-to-play game. And that means that anybody with a smart device like a tablet or a phone can download it and be you know if they've never played animal crossing this is maybe their first introduction to it and maybe if they have a switch they'll get animal crossing on switch now right. too so it's just a smart move for nintendo to sort of plant these seeds kind of like what i think they're doing with like continuing to release like the link green 2ds yeah. you know what i mean so that people could for instance buy that for their child or something like that and plant the seed mm-hmm. the nintendo seed like we all had when we were younger so well, Nintendo was uh, upfront about the fact that they wanted to use their mobile games to uh, spur interest in their mm-hmm. console games. Right. And I think they've had a console game follow every mobile game so far. There was Super Mario Run, and then Super Mario Odyssey, Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was the latest, the new Fire Emblem last year. Yep. So by that logic, maybe, yeah. There was that, uh, that Zelda follow. mobile game? No. LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> Killer app. <laughs> they email me about that game all the time. Yeah. Um, Obviously, virtual console is something that we're all looking for. It's yeah. got to start rolling out. Uh, it's it's such an easy win for them mm-hmm. that uh, it it boggles my mind why they haven't done it yet. Although I think what a lot of people are expecting or hoping for is this sort of like Netflix-style rollout where there's a subscription model and then you get access to tons of games a month. Um, I think that's interesting because Netflix does a really good job of – Keeping that sort of perpetual excitement going for media, but also for eventizing anything new that comes around. Like they're like, coming this month, it's Ghostbusters. And you're like, that movie is 40 years old. And mm-hmm. they're like, but we have it now. And they're like, cool. All right. Like they, I think they can do something like that. No, I mean, um, yeah, same with like PlayStation Plus is like they'll yeah. announce the new games every month. And it'll be a game that I own a physical copy of. And I'm like, I still go to my library. I'm like, yeah, now I own the digital. Now I have it. If I, if I lose the disc, it's mine. And I'm like, I played this game three years ago. I don't need yep. it. It's fine. Yep. But it's still that kind of... I don't know. You get excited about the idea of a new thing or a you know free thing, and I think mm-hmm. that that could work really well for Nintendo. There's obviously some easy wins uh, looking at the back catalog that they've had over the last 12 years that they could sort of just up-res and drag over. Stuff like um, Punch-Out would be really cool to see again. Yeah. I really like the Wii version. Um, yeah. You think they'd in, give it like arms controls? Yeah, maybe. Could, yeah. I mean, sure, why not, right? Like That that worked with that game, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, Smash Brothers, obviously, the, the easiest one. Uh, I don't know if they'll hold out for like a dedicated Smash or if they'll just bring the old one over like i mean look at how well mario kart 8 deluxe exactly like it mm. totally makes sense to just be like hey here's one of the one of the best like wii u games period like yep oh, put yeah. it over uh mm. little ones like captain toad is a once again uh, yeah. totally easy win drop that in like march or something when there's nothing going on and just go hey here you go here's captain toad you know 20 bucks mm. yeah you know, little things like that yeah mario maker obviously there's oh, yeah. so many games that they just sort of left on the wii u that a lot of people missed yeah i feel like there are a ton of things that nintendo could really make a lot of people happy with if they just talked about it during this direct like for me i would be thrilled if we finally got a solid launch date for like the new online infrastructure that we've been hearing so much about and a price um so it would be really cool to obviously along with virtual console get gamecube virtual console which is something that we've been asking for for forever right Mm -hmm. um i'm just a little worried i personally would like to see a netflix style virtual console rollout where we just have this catalog that we can choose from but i'm worried that they've been testing out like with the sort of Neo Geo releases and, yeah. and like the arcade versus Mario Brothers thing that came out, just like rolling out 
old school games in that fashion. You know, well, if they can make you pay eight dollars a week, why would you pay eight dollars a month? Well, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the games are eight bucks yeah. each, right? But I don't know how well those games are selling. They those they haven't been picking the best old school arcade games. So uh, weirdly, two days after Christmas, uh, they launched Verse Super Mario Brothers, which mm-hmm. is a port of this like sort of fever dream version of the original NES and Famicom Mario Brothers um, that has like slightly remixed levels in some harder areas, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just the original Super Mario Brothers. Right. And that came out through the sort of like uh, – who's the company that – Hamster, is it? No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally is it, it's no. ACA. Is it ACA? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, they ported all the Neo Geo stuff. Yeah. It's the same company doing Versus? Yeah. Super and, Mario Brothers? And mm-hmm. so they also handled um, the Mario Brothers port, which wow. is the, you know, yeah, the Mario original. and Luigi, the original one, right? In the, in the pipes and stuff like that. So Mar- Super Mario Brothers for NES is sort of on your Switch right now, and no one really noticed. Like, it kind of just quietly launched right after mm-hmm. Christmas. So I'm hoping that there's more of an event for their classic games than what they've been doing with that. Right, yeah. It seems like almost a soft launch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we we would like to see a more grandiose sort of reveal yep. for something like that. Like if they drop something like Super Metroid like on a, I don't know, like a Sunday afternoon and no one's looking like on a holiday. It seems like a missed opportunity. Totally. Really. totally. I mean like they've got, I know that they've got that mentality of like it's half of it's like, oh, we don't want to, you know, just, just put this stuff out there for 99 cents because it devalues it. But at the same time, they kind of have that like Disney collector's vault mentality of like, this will come out, but only for a moment. Like maybe it goes away and you never get <laughs> mm-hmm. it again. And you're like, well, I guess I, to play a Super Nintendo game, I have to get out my Wii. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or buy it again. You know, and it's a weird company, man. Yeah. yeah. Move in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Do you guys. That's what that U2 song is about. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys feel like it's too early for us to get a uh, tease for Pokemon on Switch? Um. I mean, they showed it. They they showed a guy at a table like drawing the logo, so it's never right. too early. I guess. That's true. I guess. Um, no, yeah, I mean, like a full fledged like actual gameplay tease. I man, I would love that. I'm always so torn on on sort of learning anything about a video game too early, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you look at what PlayStation did for a couple of years, and we talk about this on Beyond all the time. There, were, I, I mean, they showed us the, the Shenmue three Kickstarter logo like three years ago, and the Final Fantasy seven remake, and yeah. like where are those things? You know, like I think there's like a fine line between being like get excited and also spend the year, most of your adult life waiting. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it, it just it leads to more more disappointment. I, I'd really be totally fine if they just didn't show us any Pokemon stuff until like a little bit closer to. You know, I mm-hmm. think E3 would be totally fine if that mm-hmm. is a thing that's coming out in the fall. Maybe uh, I, I don't know if it is or not. I don't mm-hmm. know what we're looking at with that, but uh, it also just seems like an odd time to kind of drop it in January 11th. Uh, and then, of course, it's the, it's a Pokemon company thing, so it's kind of that weird like you know yeah right <laughs> stepbrother thing. Yeah, they work they work uh, very strange with with that company like mm-hmm. there's a lot of crossover and then there's a lot of non-crossover yeah like every uh amiibo worked in mario maker except for like the pokemon ones and like there's like little communication things that just don't work the same way like they do with all of their other sort of first party companies so i don't know um i'd like to see that i, I think that the direct in general needs to happen because they did such a great job last year of not only communicating on what we were going to be playing in the months and weeks to come, but all delivering on those things, sort of having a heavy hitter every single month from the launch until the end of the year. Yeah. You know? So uh, we're due. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys think there will be DLC for Mario Odyssey? I was wondering that. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. It yeah. seems like such a no-brainer, especially Give after – another one yeah. more world? Yeah, or I don't, I don't know, like just – like anything, just throw it all in there. Just I don't, I don't care what it is. <laughs> like, let me just 
plays plays Yoshi all the time. Like just I yeah. just give me I don't know. It's such it's so limitless. Like yeah. there's such an insane amount of like like you could possess a man, just a regular man, and be a Tyrannosaurus. Like they mm-hmm. completely threw like the kind of the rule book out the window there. And it's not like it had like a hard ending. It was kind of like go back and find more of these stupid moons. Like go yeah, for it. you can just reskin some of the old levels, make New Dong City angrier, and call it Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever you want. I'd be totally down. Like. Um, that's one of the cool things about Breath of the Wild, right? And like I was talking about earlier, I can't go back to Mario Odyssey because I 100% of that game and I want to because it's such a joy to play. Yeah. And what am I going to go do? Like get better time trial scores on like the bouncy ball racing modes or whatever with those weird s- snow guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. Like <laughs> I want to play through it on easy mode. No. You could do that. That's I a real step back. I, I there. could do more jump ropes. Yeah. <laughs> always, there's always, you could top that leaderboard. <laughs> it's just like a terrible idea. It's like me, Andrew Goldfarb, and like five just insanely sharp Japanese dudes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be a huge missed opportunity if they didn't release DLC yeah. for yeah. that game. Yeah. They're like you, what you were saying, Max. It's just such an, like a massive world or worlds. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to do in that game. It's fun just to exist in that game, just to run around and explore stuff. So for people like you who did 100% the game, Brian, I think that like adding dlc would i mean you'd jump right back into it wouldn't you yeah so, totally no yeah. pun intended i would totally play through an entire section of that if they added a new section of that game that was almost like almost entirely uh 2d inspired mm-hmm. levels i think that'd be a really cool hook for dlc yeah sort, and it's like kind of a cheap and easy win right yeah to, instead of like building out a whole 3d world you can be like mario goes in this pipe and he plays through an entire 8-bit video game on some guy's wall <laughs> i want i want oh, luigi dlc for that game oh, i agree yeah, yeah, totally. luigi DLC. outside of just yeah. his hat right yeah yeah something yeah. Just I mean, something it, with luigi it's an entire game about going to new places and becoming new characters it seems like just i mean whereas zelda they've got this huge world and it's kind of like i i was like are they gonna have like a new area yeah and you know not really it's kind of like putting new systems and stuff in there and kind of more of the same but mario specifically is like modular enough that you could be like hey Here's a new area to go to. It's totally nuts. Yeah, he gets in his hat and he flies to South America one day. And you're yeah. like, oh, cool. There's no narrative reasoning behind that. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. It's great. <laughs> There's no reason to explain mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also feel like uh, we might hear some more from Nintendo's mobile end as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, I know we were joking about it before, but they are working on a Zelda game, a Zelda mobile game. Um, so maybe we'll get some sort of a tease there. I don't feel like they're slowing down on their mobile front just yet. Yeah. Um, God, I wonder what the hell that is going to look like. Yeah. I, I, I do think we'll hear more about Animal Crossing, like, you know, some more updates. There's still like a crafting, like clothing crafting that has to come to that game. Yeah. Um, and they, they do stuff around holidays. Like they had a bunch of like junk at New Year's and Christmas and just sort of give you a reason to pop in there and yeah. give the elephant his clams or whatever. He does love those clams. Feed that <laughs> horse a, bu- a bunch of apples. It's a weird game. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of hope though that I, their mobile stuff obviously is important, but they're they're just we're coming off all these stats about how great the, the Switch is. A lot of people just got one for Christmas, presumably. Oh, yeah. It yeah. makes it would be so typically Nintendo to come out and be like, "Great news, everybody! There's a new Fire Emblem mobile game, and it's all about collecting cards." And you're like, "Just put out Switch things." Yeah. yeah also, get we, us excited. We spent all of 2017 just kind of like giving them a, a soft pass on putting games we really want on 3ds yeah and i was like okay i I get it we're in 2018 now 
drag and drop those over to Switch. We mm-hmm. we did it. We did the sympathy <laughs> thing for everybody in the transitional period and all that. You know, there's you know, 3DSs are cheaper than ever. It's great to buy. Blah blah. blah. There's so many great games with a great library. Blah blah blah. Bring it to Switch. Yeah. Stop stop screwing around. Just bring it over to where. Bring that Mario Party 100 game. Bring that over. Bring a link between worlds. Bring bring it all to Switch. Just put it all on Switch. Just Wind Waker. Is. Anything you got. Just bring it to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. We'll take it all. <laughs> Old pawn shop. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I I loved my 3DS. I really did. I Me too. Played a ton yeah. of games on it. And it took it kept me busy for so long, but I feel like 2018 has to be the year that Nintendo just lets it sort of take a backseat or just lets it go completely and mm-hmm. let the Switch become sort of the dedicated handheld. I, that's that's my big hope. But we do still have at least three big games coming out um, for the 3DS first party releases for that system, Radiant Historia, Shin Megami Tensei, um, and of course Kirby Battle Royale, where there's a demo actually on the uh, God, every game on is the 3DS Battle Royale mode these days. I know. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Even Kirby, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, do you guys do you guys think we'll see first party developed 3DS titles in 2018 um, beyond just those three titles right there? I mean, yeah. As, as to what Max just said, that's it's exactly what we don't want nintendo to do and it's exactly what yeah. they will do because oh, they're they're weird i mean look at the install base for that system totally there's, there's so many people out there who are still playing that and yeah. you know maybe they're kids maybe they're people who like things they can fit in their pockets i don't know but it's yeah it makes total sense what i would like to see is if they were if they found a way to put it on both uh i mean it was weird to be at the at the yeah. game awards and it was like the game of the year zelda and there's a Wii U logo, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That was a Wii U game." Right. And it just seemed it seemed completely out of place. But I mean, we kind of forget that because we are sort of early adopters and you yeah. know, well, it, weirdos. Like in the same way, like you know, you're you always say to yourself, like, "Oh man, I really wish I could play like Link to the Past again for the first time." Um, there are people that walk into a GameStop now and they buy a 3DS dirt cheap for like 30 bucks, like or 2DS or whatever it is, and all of a sudden they walk downstairs to that giant library and they're like, "Oh my god." Like mm-hmm. there are like 500 games on this thing and there's 50 of the best games ever made on this thing. Wow. Hannah Montana's puzzle tunnel. Only $4. <laughs> number one game on IGN's top 100 3DS games for the fifth year in a row. We have no idea what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> you say you want to play uh, what? Link to the Past again yep. for the first time. Yep. I've been watching a lot of Black Mirror. And that yeah. made me think of a Black Mirror scenario. If you could just have that that memory erased of playing Link to the Past originally. So you could play it again. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the first time, would you? Oh, yeah, totally. Really? Uh-huh. Totally. Wow, I don't know if I'd erase any Well, it'd be memories. weird because I'd, I'd, it's tough for me to say working here because I'd, I'd come to school every day and be like, yeah. hey, guys, I'm playing this game called Link to the Past. <laughs> I'd be like, how did you get here? <laughs> anyway, well, Brian, I have to go host this Nintendo show with my friends. <laughs> You're going to love dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's that's a cheat code. You can replay all your favorite games for the first time. No, I mean like I, I have this with Skyrim where I've played Skyrim on. I think I think I've started out on everything it's been on. Yeah, and I'm just like, I really have gotten sick of starting it. But the first time I started, I was like, oh, there's a dragon. I'm in the cart. It's so realistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, those birds are making it's so a snow. It's so, it's so real. And now I'm just like. Oh, come on. They should patch in a thing where you can skip this. So we go fight the things, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like, honestly, the 3DS itself is a fantastic system, but it's time for the Switch to just totally, like, full force go in with it this year. And I think that Nintendo knows that a lot of people feel that way. But the install base is huge in itself, so that's something that cannot be overlooked. Well, it's... Also, not overlooked the fact that the Switch is the fastest selling game in US or console in US history. Yep. 
And it's also cool. portable, so it's not even yeah. like they have. An, it's not even like oh, we're we're doing console stuff over here and handheld stuff over here. You can bring it anywhere, which is all the more reason to not bring 3ds anywhere. <laughs> I mean, the way they shot themselves in the foot with 3ds and 2ds, and I mean, just the whole DS thing is there's two screens. And right, this has yeah. one screen. So, like, mm-hmm. what's the most, what's the least awkward way to work around that? Like, is it like a picture in picture thing or is yeah. it, and it's still touch screen, so using stylus based things wouldn't work as well? Have you played any DS games that were ported to Wii U that you can play on like a giant television? Because that's the most awkward way <laughs> to reverse answer that question. That yeah. is just bizarre. They've, so they did that? Yeah, there's, what there's game? like, like Brain Age and a bunch of other weird games. You can play Brain Age on Wii U. Yeah, you can play. Metroid Prime Hunters on Wii U on a 65-inch 4K TV. I did and not few know things that. on Earth <laughs> yeah. are ugly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead and roll over into question block. Um, this week's question um. block comes from Ellie at... Ellie Ebby, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, Ellie asks, hey, NVC team, we think you know that Mario is the king of the platformer. But really, when you take away his mascot power, there has been a series of games consistently better crafted than his. Are you listening, Barrett, by the way? The true king of the platformer is none other than Kong. Uh. So erase Plumber Boy's iconic image from your mind for a second and tell me, are the old school Donkey Kong games better than the old school Mario what? games? Nope. Are no. the new school Donkey Kong games better than the new school Mario games? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. That is sacrilegious, Get I that feel face like. out of here. That's, what? Or, That's very scary. Yeah. A lot okay, of all right. Scary so, show. So, so let's do this, right? Let's, yeah, let's, let's start. Let's do it. Um, so Mario 1, 2, and 3 on the NES versus Donkey Kong 1, 2, and 3. I mean, there's no comparison. Come on. <laughs> and I love the first two Donkey Kongs, and I yep. like Donkey Kong 3, even though it's kind of a broken... Damon, I will even let you act now. I will throw in Donkey Kong Jr. math absolutely <laughs> yeah. for free. I'm still going to go with Mario <laughs> 1, 2, 3. Like, I, there's no comparison. No question. The original Donkey Kong is awesome. Jr. is really yeah. fun. Yeah. 3 is bad. I don't like 3. I still like it. Cause it's, it's, I like how weird it is. Yes, yes. Uh, I, it's definitely... It was risky of them at the time to be like, you remember that platforming game? What if you were a gardener and you had to squirt this dude in the taint? Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. his flies out of this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, this this could all be kind of boiled down to like a like a ratio. You know, it's kind of like a win loss ratio. But you have to just quantify: is this a good or bad game? Which mm-hmm. is, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna have some that are basically perfect there. I like that. Get that out of here. It's awful. Is that, a, is that real? Like official Nintendo art, or is this like I can't? I, don't, even... I hope not. Okay, so then let's move to Super Nintendo. You have uh, so Super Mario World and Yoshi's Island versus Donkey Kong Country One, Two, and Three. Mm-hmm. And I can sort of see a debate there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also can't at all. Because th- Mario I, World is better than all those games. I agree with you, and I've always thought maybe I'm in the minority in this. I've always thought the Donkey Kong Country games are ugly. Really, they are yeah. now. Well, yeah. I always say that like they, they haven't aged well at all, yeah. and, and Super Mario World still looks beautiful. Yep, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's the difference between like pre-rendered graphics and mm-hmm. pixel art, right? Mm-hmm. Um, DKC two has some of like the smartest and cleverest level design ever. Sure. So that three one, is that, where it kind of falls. That apart. one pisses me off so much. Really, the second one because I love. I, I'm totally with you, Damon. Like I think it ages poorly. But when I first saw, like I think at the, the first time, time it was impressive. I right. think the first yeah. time I used the word graphics was in regards to Donkey Kong Country, yeah. <laughs> and like I love that it has this kind of like grounded art direction where everything feels like a kind of a believable environment and you get into two and you're like climbing this like you're climbing like ship rigging and it keeps yeah. going up for an entire level and you're like how big is this ship it's yeah. not making sense and people are like oh it's the best platformer ever and you're like no it's, no. it's no. Yeah. that yeah. said that first time that rareware logo spun around in 3d yeah. and it played that <laughs> and you just heard there was like a symphony in there uh-huh. of like weird toots and farts <laughs> 
I was blown away because there was nothing like that. And they sent me a VHS tape in the mail where they explained how they made that game. It was great. I loved the Donkey Kong Country series growing up. Like mm-hmm. I played the crap out of all three of those games. Um, I I thought that they were really impressive, and they were like um, impressively looking graphically from a graphic standpoint um, at the time. Just because we had never seen stuff like that before, like pre-rendered, I guess sprites put in like that. Um, but from a gameplay perspective, I personally enjoy the Mario games, especially the old school Mario games. Can we do? Can we do sixty four? Can yeah. we really just slam dunk on this whole conversation yeah. right exactly. now? All right, Mario sixty four versus Donkey. Kong 64. Are you kidding me? It, I don't think there's a, really, it's not a question it's not, it's not a conversation. Yeah. Really? Would you rather collect 120 beautiful stars all over this wonderful world? Or but, but Brian, just get the balloons with Lanky Kong? <laughs> what, if, what if fruit was weapons? What could go wrong? What if there was a rap song? What if you couldn't access anything unless you had everyone always? That's how that game works. It's broken. It's just borderline. Also, I mean, so- it ends in a boxing match. Spoilers. It's not good. It's not. No, sorry. You're five. I don't care. We can't. We can't. We don't. No. No one. Fine. No one cares. Just, Get out of here. Uh, no. Fine. I mean, you got to look at it though, because Mario does make a lot more outings. Like Mario does. Like he, his name gets attached to more stuff. So yeah. if you kind of determine which of these games count as proper platformers versus yep. the stuff that Donkey Kong's in, like, I mean, the you know first Donkey Kong, it's like you're not you're not, you're not playing as him. You know, yeah. you're not jumping around as Donkey Kong. So mm-hmm. that's you could argue that's almost a Mario game. You know. And then you have a uh, GameCube era. You have Sunshine versus Jungle Beat and. What else was there? What else is on GameCube for Donkey Kong? For Donkey Kong? Donkey Konga. There you go. Oh, wow. There you go. Are we even going to count that? I'll throw it in there. Okay. Well, I'll throw I mean, it as a freebie. You can have that. Sunshine's still Innovative better. controls for Donkey Kong. <laughs> yes. Very good for uh, Dark same with, Souls. Same with Jungle and- Beat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. People are beating yeah. those games with that. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a contest either. Uh, Jungle Beat's really cool, though. But then you move over to Wii, and you obviously have uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is like... Really awesome, actually. I really like that game. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like New Super Mario Brothers better. Mm-hmm. And then... Were you a fan of Tropical Freeze? I thought... I'm going to get roasted for this, but I thought that game was too hard. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was too hard to be fun for me. I didn't play too much of it, obviously. But um, I, I thought it was fine, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was totally fine for a Donkey Kong game. I fell out of the Donkey Kong series after the Donkey Kong Country games on SNES. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. For me, honestly, just to sum this whole thing up, the battle for me stands with Mario, like yeah. the, for new school and old school games. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong definitely has a special place in my heart um, for the old school generation of those games, but there's no question. Mario is just so much more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you, how do you guys feel about it? Oh, what uh, Donkey Kong have, versus Mario? Have we, have we already established that? <laughs> yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah. Mario no is like comparison? leagues ahead of Donkey Kong. Okay. That said, I would be totally down to play like a brand new Donkey Kong game that reinvents itself in the same way Odyssey and that's Breath why of the Wild. Does. Like I like mm-hmm. Donkey Kong '94. Yeah, oh '94, amazing. Dude, I don't know how Which, we forgot about that. '94 yeah. is better that than Mario Land. Mario Land Two is better than a lot of Mario. Platforms. I totally agree. But it's, Donkey Kong '94 is fantastic. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the Mario is more prolific, and mm-hmm. as as a result, there's kind of more venues he's gone into. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mario has a better tennis and golf game, but Donkey Kong is a better rhythm game. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and he always yeah. makes a mess of that weird fact. I mean, Donkey Kong boys. taught us math, but Mario taught us typing. So really, where does it get down? I don't know. Mario, <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> and the debate goes on. No. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. We are a weekly show on IGN, and you can find us on YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting services out there. So definitely make sure you're subscribed. My name is Philip Mewson. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip Mewson. Damon, where can people find you at? On Twitter at Dame Zero. Cool. And Brian, where can people find you at? On Twitter at Agent Bizzle. And Max? Max Scoville. Cool. Thank you all very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.